Welcome to Lessons in Behaviour Change. If you're ready to step into the next level version of yourself, you're in the right place. On this podcast, we talk about the science and mindset behind habit and behaviour change. So whether you have a goal to lose weight, get fitter, learn a new skill, operate better at work, or just feel healthier and happier in general, we're going to be sharing with you the exact methods and systems that we use personally with our own habits and behaviours, and the surprisingly simple yet effective methods that we teach to our clients. My name's Eloise. And I'm Aaron. And let's jump into today's lesson. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're doing a bit of a Q&A episode where we're answering a couple of questions that we received on our YouTube channel regarding hunger cues and a few different situations where following hunger cues might not be as black and white. And these are questions that we have received actually many times before from clients and other people when we've been talking about following hunger cues. Mm. You know, it's natural. People who haven't tried it before probably have questions. Does it work for this situation or this situation or what do I do here? So I think this is going to be a good one. Yeah, I think that one of the main things with hunger cues when we do talk about following your physical hunger cues is people like to think in absolutes. Everything has to be a rule. It's either, you know, what about if I'm out somewhere and I'm not physically hungry or like I am out somewhere and I can't eat and I'm physically hungry, what rule do I follow? And... (laughs) The answer to that is really you have to treat it more like a guide rather than a hard and fast rule. Yeah, I like to think of it like everything is an experiment rather than I'm trying to follow these rules. It's like uh, every day I'm just experimenting with what works. Some days I get it right, some days I don't. But if it's an experiment, then the stakes aren't very high and I get to just try things out and then learn for next time. Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, what you're trying to do with using this technique is learn what works best for you. Yeah, it's all about that building awareness rather than like you're not trying to follow what we tell you. When we say, you know, start listening to your hunger cues, it's not about doing that because that's what we told you. It's about, okay, how can I listen to my body and find what works for me? Not just follow external rules all the time. That's right. Because if you think about it, like people who are naturally following their hunger signals, they're not really thinking about it in great fine detail like that. If they're out somewhere, they're not going like, oh, I'm physically hungry now. Like I have to eat. They just use it as a bit of a tool. It's a guide. It's not, I must eat now or I cannot eat now. The key is they don't stress about it. Yeah. So they don't let it worry them. They just do whatever they can. Yeah. And that's the difference. The people who aren't worrying about it and who are just treating it like, all right, I just do this sometimes, I do this other times. Today, this works for me. Tomorrow, something different might work, but who cares, right? They're the ones who usually have the best time with it. It's the one, it's those of us, including myself in the past, who overthink it and who worry about, oh, what's going to happen if I don't eat when I'm hungry or what's going to happen if I eat this one thing when I'm not hungry and we overthink it and we freak out and we stress ourselves out over these tiny decisions that really don't even matter at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, something I like to ask myself is like, will I be proud of this decision? Yeah. If it's a clear no, well then I'm not going to do it. But if it's a, yeah, I don't really mind, then whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Don't overthink it and just roll with it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that that's it's sort of the preface to, uh, before we jump into these questions, 
but they're actually really good questions and, and a lot of people would think about this stuff if this is a new tactic to them that they're trying. So the first question is, how do you manage to eat according to your hunger cues when you become hungry during work hours or at other times when you can't have a meal? So you A very know, good question. That's right. If you're used to eating, say, by the clock or out of habit yeah. or due to emotions and you're trying to follow your physical hunger cues, this might be a question that inevitably comes up. What do you do when you yeah. can't have a meal? Especially if you work, say, as a teacher. I know teachers get specific food breaks. They can't just be chowing down during class. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, nurses and other healthcare workers can't be eating while they're looking after patients. So they have specific breaks. And usually the breaks aren't super long. Usually they are set at set times, you know, and there's obviously many other occupations and careers where people are limited in when they can eat, you know, and if you've got 15 minutes to eat, you're probably not going to be worrying about eating slowly either. Yeah, that's <laughs> right? right. So yes, there are certain circumstances where you have to shift things a little bit to make it work for you. Exactly. And it comes back to what we were sort of saying before is that your physical hunger cues are a bit of a guide, first and foremost. It's not a hard and fast rule. It's also helping you just be aware of what and why you're eating more than anything else, right? So the point isn't necessarily to eat exactly according to your hunger cues 24 seven, but the point is, did you ask the question or not? Were you thinking about why you're eating yeah. or are you just shoving food in your mouth? That's the difference and that's why it matters. That's right. And uh, you know, say you are in that instance where you might be at work, you're not on break and you're feeling physically hungry. The thing you have to remember in that moment is Physical hunger is not an emergency. Yeah, I'm not going to die if I don't eat for a few hours. Even if you don't eat for a few days, you're not going to die. That's right. I think a lot of us actually think about hunger in terms of, you know, like breathing. If we don't breathe, yes, bad things are going to happen. But if we Even don't eat... water. Water is imp more important than food as well when it yeah. comes to survival. But at the end of the day, like... If you're a little bit physically hungry, it's not the end of the world. Um, and a lot of people think that they're going to somehow, and this is partly the media that's yeah. responsible for it. I think a lot of people worry about their energy. Like if I don't eat, I'm, my energy levels are going to tank and I'm going to, you know, fall asleep on the job. And if we're being honest, that's usually not how our energy works. Mm. We don't just start getting hungry and then our energy tanks and we can't function. Usually, hunger comes in waves, your energy also comes in waves. And many other things affect your energy, not just what you eat. It's also what you drink. It's also the thoughts running through your head. Are you stressing about things? Are you overwhelming yourself? Or are you under a lot of pressure? It's also how much sleep you're getting, right? There's so many things that affect your energy, yet we all turn to food straight away. I'm mm. feeling a bit tired, therefore I should eat. Yeah. You know, it food doesn't work like that. That's right. So yeah, if you're if you're working shift work or you've got, you know, certain eating times and you find yourself hungry during work, I say use that as that's your experiment for the day, right? Okay, perhaps I should have eaten something before work. If I know that I get really hungry and it's affecting my performance, what can I eat before work that's going to keep me feeling fuller for longer? 
Yeah. That's going to be key. Or am I going to actually be okay? Yeah. Maybe I'm feeling hungry, but I realize, hey, I'm still functioning perfectly fine. That's something that happened to me personally. I get a bit hungry. I feel a little bit uncomfortable, but then I realize, hey, it's actually not affecting my performance at all. So in some cases, I actually perform better when I'm hungry because I'm not feeling sluggish and tired as I sometimes do after I eat a meal. So really think about what is going to work for you and try things out rather than worrying about it so much. Just see what happens. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like if you're following it, you know, 80% of the time, you know, outside of work hours, if you're sitting at home and you know, you start thinking about food and mm. then you start feeling a little bit hungry, like asking yourself that question, am I physically hungry yeah. or am I just thinking about food? That's when it's going to really come into play because mm. what tends to happen is if you're looking at this through a weight loss lens, weight loss is caused by habitual overeating, you know, and that's not always happening and probably likely most of the time, it's not happening when you're at work. Yeah, well, it's, it's habitually not asking yourself, am I hungry? It's habitually not being aware of what we're eating. Yeah. That's really what it is. And so, yeah, the awareness is massive. Even being aware, like, okay, I'm hungry right now and I can't eat. It's helpful to just listen to your body and see what it's telling you. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side of the coin, I know that a lot of people also have problems when it comes to, okay, I've reached my work break, you know, It's like 12 o'clock or whatever, and I've got a 15-minute or 30-minute lunch break, but I'm not physically hungry. What should I do? Mm. Right? And again, I'm going to ask you to listen to your body and ask yourself those questions. How long has it been since you ate? Did you last eat at your morning tea break two hours ago? Or did you last eat at 6 a.m. when it was breakfast time? Yeah. Right? that's going to drastically change whether you should eat or not on your lunch break, right? Yeah. Of course, there's no wrong answers when I say what you should do. I'm saying really how I would look at this. Yeah. If you do eat or don't eat, it doesn't really matter in terms of like you're not going to... Nothing's going to go wrong if you make one bad choice, right? That's right. Another question is when are you going to get to eat again? Is your lunch break the last chance you're going to get to eat until 9 p.m. tonight? Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then probably, yeah, have a bite to eat. Don't worry about it. That's right. Just eat something, right? Or are you getting off work in three hours at 3 p.m. and you can eat then? Yeah. Massive difference there, right? And that's the thing. Like, look at both sides. Like, how long ago was it when you last ate? And then how long have you got to go until you have an opportunity to eat again? And then just use a bit of common sense, really. And again, one of my favorite questions to ask whenever I'm not sure, will I be proud of this choice? Like, will this choice make me proud? Okay, in that situation, I'm on my lunch break. I'm not feeling physically hungry. But yeah, if I have, you know, if I know that I'm not going to get to eat until, say, dinner time at 7 p.m. and that's seven hours away from 12 o'clock, I'm going to eat something and I'm going to feel proud of that choice because I did what I felt was best for me at the time. Yeah. Right? And that's what you've got to ask yourself. Is this what's best for me right now? If the answer is yes, then eat without guilt. Yeah. Do not stress about those choices. Just do 
what's best for you. And I think if you're asking the question at all, even if you ask that question of like, am I hungry? No, I'm not hungry. Am I going to eat? Yes, I am going to eat. The fact that you're having that conversation in your head to begin with is a win. That's the first step. Exactly. Because most of us don't have that conversation. We just go, oh, it's break time. I should eat. Yeah. And we don't even think about, well, how do I actually feel what's best for me right now? Yeah. Or, or, you know, on the way home, like we're subconsciously just driving through the servo, grabbing some chips exactly. and then continuing Oh, I home. feel tired. I had a hard day at work. I'm going to just go through the drive through. That's right. That's probably not a choice that's best for you. It's probably not a choice you're going to feel proud of. Right. And it's not a choice where you're being aware of your physical hunger cues or what's best for you in the situation. Yeah. Right. So again, a very different thing. However, if you're going through the drive-thru and you say, haven't eaten since 6am and you, you know that, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, you're not going to get to eat for another few hours, maybe that choice is best for you. That's right. Yeah. But you're the only one that can make that choice and you're the only one that can decide if it's best for you or not. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, look, I think you need to use a bit of common sense with it mm-hmm. and consider what your goals are. So if, yeah. for example, like you're trying to lose weight, does it, you know, can you wait a little bit longer until your next meal? Like yeah. knowing that physical hunger is not an emergency. Exactly. Should start to put your mind at a bit more ease um, when you do get those thoughts Mm. Uh, you know racing thoughts especially coming up around eating like if we're starting to look at this through a really fine lens and really pick it apart chances are we're overthinking this and we're Mm. we're really not just applying like a bit of common sense with it we're looking for specific rules to tell us what to do exactly right and sometimes all it requires is you practicing some self-reassuring thoughts. Yeah. You know, if, for example, you're feeling hungry, you're feeling uncomfortable because you're feeling hungry and you can't eat yet, that's where our mindset plays a massive role, right? Reminding ourselves hunger isn't an emergency. I'm going to be okay. I feel slight discomfort now, but I can handle this. Those kind of thoughts are what gets you through those moments. Yeah. And and that's why that's such a big thing that we tend to work on with our clients because those thoughts make all the difference, right? If you're telling yourself, like, I'm a bit hungry, but I'm going to be okay versus, oh, my God, I'm hungry. I'm going to waste away. What am I doing? My energy is going to tank. I'm not going to perform well at work. Oh, my God. You know, like, which person is going to do better? Yeah. <laughs> Right? That's right in the same situation the person who's having those calm thoughts and those thoughts these thoughts are intentional things that we can create for ourselves as well mm. so it's just a bit of practice right if you're someone who has typically struggled with this in the past it's going to be a challenge but it's a challenge that you can handle and with practice you will get better at it that's right So moving on to the next question, this one is actually quite a common one that I've heard quite a bit, and it's to do with uh, following your hunger cues and workouts. You know, how does following your hunger cues affect your workouts? Um, For example, this question, the guy asking it says, "Um, I lift three times a week and skip rope a couple of times a week. Is it still advisable to eat according to my hunger cues and not lose muscle in the process? Um, And this is also a question I also get from female clients too, who, you know, maybe they've heard that preserving muscle tissue is is a good thing and they want to keep doing that. And then Mm. that's a concern that they have as well is if I'm not eating enough food 
and I'm following my physical hunger cues and I'm doing lots of workouts and we're going to start to lose muscle. Mm. And I would agree that, yes, in most cases, preserving lean tissue is a good idea Yeah. to do, not just for aesthetic reasons, but also for health reasons. Yeah, especially as we get older. It's yeah. It's really important to... Exactly. And if you're losing weight, look, you are going to lose some lean tissue. So doing what you can to preserve some of that is going to be helpful. Yeah. Um, and obviously on the flip side of the coin, if you're not trying to lose weight, but you're just trying to like build your fitness or build muscle, then it's even more important. <laughs> yeah. And so the, like the answer to that re- is really, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the goal. Uh, you know, as we, as Eloise just mentioned then, if you're trying to lose weight and preserve muscle tissue, you're going to be looking at this slightly differently to someone who isn't trying to lose weight and they're trying to gain some muscle tissue. Yeah. So we'll address weight loss goal first, and then we're going to address if you've got a goal to build muscle or gain weight or serious fitness goals rather than weight loss. That's right. So let's start with weight loss. Yeah. So if, I mean, if your goals are weight loss, um, this is going to sort of delve into a little bit about the choices around the types of food you eat. So you would still primarily follow your physical hunger cues. Yeah, if weight loss is your goal, 100% following your physical hunger cues is going to be helpful to you. Yeah. To take it one step further, you would then incorporate having some source of protein with your meals. Yeah, so this is where like often we talk about, you know, it's how you eat, not what you eat. When it comes to preserving lean muscle tissue, you do want to think about having eating enough protein. Yeah. And especially if you're losing weight, you you do need to eat a little bit more protein typically than someone who's just trying to maintain their weight. So in addition to listening to physical hunger cues, thinking about incorporating protein in your meals is going to be really important. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be really complex. You don't have to get out a set of scales. You exactly. don't need to be counting you things. You don't even need protein powder if that's not for you. No, it, it's simply just making a choice of, you know, when you do eat, say you're physically hungry and you've decided it's time to eat, Yeah. Um, just making sure that there's a protein source in there, whether that's meat, yeah. eggs, fish, whatever you want to make it. If you're... Yeah, tofu, beans, legumes, yep. uh, whatever. It's um another way to do it as well is... Like, because protein can be a hard one. I know it's something I've struggled with a lot in the past. Something I've found helpful is, okay, what's this meal that I'm normally eating? How can I add a bit of protein to it, Mm. right? Or, okay, if I would normally just have a piece of fruit for a snack, for example, if I add a Chobani yogurt with that, that's me adding 15 grams of protein to my meal. And... I'm probably improving the taste by doing that. Yeah. I'm probably going to enjoy eating my fruit and yogurt rather than just my fruit. Yeah. So really thinking about like, that's a really easy way to just add some protein in. That's right. Oh, you're eating a salad. Can you add a tin of tuna, a tin of salmon? Canned fish is such an easy one. Or chickpeas. Or that's a, a good boiled one. egg, if that's your thing. Not my thing, but it is Aaron's thing. Yeah. And I know a lot of people love eggs. So can you crack an egg over that salad? <laughs> preferably cooked first (laughs) (laughs) but yeah in all seriousness like you want to just think about trying to include those protein sources yeah Um, chuck some chickpeas in your salad or like add some lentils to your soup yeah add some chicken to your soup like just just there's so many ways (laughs) and the same the same rules with the weight loss protocols um still do apply so you want to be making sure that 
you know, even though you are adding protein to your meals, you don't want to be eating beyond the point of feeling satisfied. You want to be eating slightly less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the protein is still important. If you're, you know, really kind of struggling with this, what I would suggest doing is eat the protein first. Yeah. Because that's probably the most important. If you're training, mm-hmm. you want to preserve muscle tissue while also losing fat. Yeah. Eat the protein first, then eat the rest of the food until you feel satisfied. Yeah. And then stop. And then yeah, exactly. you've ticked all the boxes there. You're doing everything you can to work towards the goal that you have. That's right. So now we'll flip it over to if you have a goal of building muscle rather than primarily weight loss. If you have a goal that doesn't involve losing weight. Yeah. It's either gaining muscle or it's maintaining your weight or you don't even care about your weight and you just want to perform better physically in say a fitness competition like a running competition or a strength competition or whatever you're doing or even if you just want your recovery to be a little bit better like if you're pulling up play sport on the weekends and you just don't want to get injured yeah or (laughs) if you're pulling up really sore after workouts and that's a recurring thing for you switching your diet up a little bit might actually help you do that Um, and so this the similar sort of things I do apply you know you want to be most of the time following your physical hunger cues um, a little bit different to a weight loss goal so I'll explain that a little bit further so imagine for example there's a a scale one to ten ten is you're absolutely starving one is you're not thinking about food whatsoever for a weight loss goal what you might be looking to do is start eating when you're say a seven or an eight on that scale so you, you're pretty hungry at that point. You're feeling physical cues. You're feeling it, yeah. Your stomach's rumbling. You're probably feeling really empty in your stomach. At That's that right. Point. If you've got goals of either, you know, you just want to recover better or you're trying to build muscle, it might look like you start eating at a 4, 5, or 6 out of 10. Okay, yeah. so it's before you're actually feeling the, the, the rumbling stomach, you're starting to feel those effects. It's almost like just before you would start to feel some physical hunger is when you would eat. Yeah. So you don't need to wait as long as you would if you had a weight loss goal. That's right. And you'd be also looking to eat slightly more than you would if you were trying to lose weight. So if you're trying to gain muscle... I would would eat until I was feeling pretty like full, not overly full, but I'm I'm done. You know, whereas if you're trying to lose weight... You want to get to that point where you're sort of just satisfied. That's right. Maybe like you could still eat more, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to stop. That's really weight loss. Whereas, yeah, weight gain or weight maintenance is more like, all right, I'm pretty much done with this food. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, the way I've explained it previously to a client who had a goal of gaining weight um, was, again, using that scale system. If we've got, and we just changed the the meanings of the numbers here mm. so if we've got 10 is really absolutely stuffed like feeling sick yeah and one is you're feeling just completely neutral you haven't eaten anything um you're probably hungry at one yeah yeah <laughs> for a weight loss goal you're probably looking to stop around a seven or an eight yeah eight at the most if you're trying to gain muscle you might be looking at say an eight and a half nine out of ten you're eating just slightly more than you would but you're not at the point where you're feeling sick and exactly. you need to you know 
Because especially your if you've got a performance goal, you don't want to be overeating to the point where you feel sluggish and gross. Yeah. Because that's not going to help you perform better. That's right. That's <laughs> right. We don't want to be eating like most of us do on Christmas Day. Where yeah. We, we need to have a nap after that's that. That's a 10 or perhaps an 11. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to just sort of change those values around. The other thing is obviously protein's going to be just as important, if not more, when you're trying exactly. to gain muscle. Yeah. That's, for recovery. Yeah, that's going to be a priority. So again, same sort of things as the protocol for losing weight. You want to make sure that you're including protein sources into your meals. And I would eat that first because the, your body's going to use that to yeah. actually create the muscle tissue that you're going to build yeah. from that. And when specifically muscle building or gaining weight or physical performance is concerned, if you're not looking to lose weight, it's not going to hurt you to add some extra liquid calories in. Yeah. So for weight loss, I usually would not recommend drinking your meals because basically it's a waste of your eating time. <laughs> you know, like typically you're eating a bit less when you're losing weight, so you really want to be enjoying your meals. Whereas when you're trying to build muscle, gain weight, or whatever you're trying to do there on the other side of the coin, you're trying to add in more protein or add in more food having something like a protein shake in addition to your regular meals is a really easy way to do that without feeling overly full and sick. Yeah, you're eating beyond what's comfortable. And sometimes yeah. if you're just eating whole foods all the time, mm. that can be really uncomfortable because you're taking it, it's taking up space in your stomach. Yeah. It's putting strain on your digestive system. Yeah. And so therefore having some liquid calories can mm. really make that easier on your whole system. And again, it, it is really individual. Like this is something that we've seen work for a lot of people who struggle to eat more. Yeah. But if you're someone who doesn't struggle to eat more, then you may not need that and that may not work for you. Yeah. So basically, you've probably noticed the theme here of like if you've got goals of weight loss, the idea is we want to be eating slightly a little bit less. And really, really paying attention to hunger cues a little bit more. Yeah. And then if we've got goals of, of gaining weight, putting on muscle... You know, we want to be trying to learn to eat just a little bit more than what we're comfortable. Again, it comes back to it depends what the goal is. Um, but at the, the end of the day, like if you are working out and you are concerned about you losing muscle, making sure that protein is in your meals and then using one of those protocols that we spoke about just before. Yeah, so even if, if you're working out a lot, if weight loss is your goal, hunger cues are where it's at. You know, you want to be waiting until you're physically hungry to eat. And you want to be stopping before you feel physically full, even if you're working out. Like I would not be adding meal a post-workout meal just because you feel like you should, even if you're not hungry, would not be doing that. <laughs> would not be eating a post-workout meal and then an hour later eating dinner. Mm. Dinner would be the post-workout meal in that case That's or right. breakfast or whatever you're doing. I wouldn't be adding extra meals just in the name of gains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would just be tweaking the meals that you're already eating when you're physically hungry to include protein. That's right. And, and like there are outliers to this where it is more of an individual approach, but I think mm -hmm. like you're going to hit 80 to 90% of the way there by following these protocols that we've just uh, spoken about. Exactly. So hopefully that was really helpful and hopefully if you are asking yourself one of these questions that that cleared things up for you. If you do have any other questions that we have not addressed, please do let us know. Our email is in the show notes. Uh, feel free to email us with any questions you've got and we'll address them on a future podcast. 
Absolutely. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time.